What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball's Midsummer Classic remains the most watched all-star game in all the major pro sports, even though it drew record lows in viewership. The game, though, was the most watched program on TV Tuesday night and outdrew the three other major all-star games that were played. I tuned in, but just to say that I did. The home run derby outdraws the all-star games of all the other leagues. The MLB's figured it out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Uh, I tell you what, it is a we're throwing a curveball at you, and I'm happy to do it on a football Friday. We switch gears. When you have a member of Hockey's First Family join you, you talk about whatever he wants to talk about. Unless, Rich Sutter, you want to talk about football. <laughs> I didn't um, think so. NFL. Sorry. NFL football? Okay, and fine. And the Stampeders. And the Rough anyway, uh, You are, yeah. Right. Yeah, well, it's whatever... When you have a setter here, you break with tradition, and that's what we're doing. I think we covered everything we possibly could in number one with Danny Austin. It was amazing. But when you got a guy, a setter in the summertime, you welcome him in. So, the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, is it your first time? Yeah, it is. I've been driven by here lots of times, but first time I've stopped in. Well, I got to, if I can humbly say, tell the viewers what you said on your way onto the stage here. Because I want the viewers to know how awesome it is. I say it every day. I feel like they don't believe me how great of a gig we got going on. What here. I asked you is, like, how did you get into this place? What? You know, it's something that I, I think you must be the only guy in Canada that they're your type of job that has this gig in this type of facility. Not just Canada, probably North America. It's, it's wild. Yes. Well, thank you for saying it. And it is... I still don't quite know why they're treating us so well. It was supposed to be six weeks. We're now in our 16th week. And next week will be 17 weeks here at Grey Eagle Calgary's Entertainment Destination. They got, there's energy, there's action. So, so have you, are, you, are you kind of taking up residence right here? Yes, what? I feel like Elvis. Well, as long as they treat you well, that's perfect. Well, obviously they have treated me great. And I'll say this, a couple weeks ago, the casino said to me, you should have the flames on your show up on the stage. And I said, how and why would I go about doing that? And they said, they're staying here. The camp's over here at Seven Chiefs. Oh, is that where the camp was at? It was. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. 
So it's listen, Rich. This is I didn't know until I got out here. You've always told me. I guess you got to see it for yourself. What a hockey rich province, but specifically this area, Calgary is and growing. Uh, the heat are coming. Yeah, it's wild. Um, you know, it's just something that I think bringing the American League team here makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, obviously, with the struggles they had in Stockton, um, not hockey wise. You know, they've been successful down there from a hockey development point of view but having hands on and being closer to the closer with the farm team here much like Vancouver much like Winnipeg uh, much like Toronto much like Montreal uh, makes a whole lot of sense for this group uh, travel yes probably a little bit more but they'll miss all those bus rides in California getting on a bus and playing th- you know this afternoon and playing tonight so to speak but uh, they'll get used to that in a hurry and I saw their schedule come out yesterday so uh, yeah, it's it, it'll be it'll be a good thing for them. It's just uh, finding probably a, the proper facility at some point for them. As far as I know, they don't know yet where they're going to play. Am I right on that? Well, I, I'm not really sure, Rod. Um, I've heard different things that that uh, that you know that they're going to play. Options, they're going to but... play the Saddle Dome. I've heard some other options. You know that you know, the, the, I know at one point I'd heard that the West League said, well, you know, like. The hitmen need to play in a facility that is X amount of people seats. in the building or seats, and and uh, so I don't know where they plan on moving them. But I've heard some things that have gone very much against probably the rule of thumb that the Western League of the Kane Hockey League has in place. So how are they going to get that worked out? I don't know. I mean, those are just things you're hearing. But usually, if you hear those things, uh, usually there's some truth that rings to it. Sure. Well, I'd heard that they were going to do this all Canadian division, which would include the Heat. Did they do that with the schedule? No, they didn't. No, no. Uh, they will still have a schedule. I, I saw the schedule, like I said, and they still will play. I think they play Abbotsford 12 times. They play the other teams, you know, seven or eight times, and, uh, and that includes heading into, into California. I know they start off uh, on a Sunday and a Monday night, the regular season here in Calgary against the Coachella Valley new franchise with Seattle's farm team. Palm Springs. Coachella Valley. Same area. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's funny. You'd like to get a job working for a team for sure, working and going into that area. Another California team, it's you can get in there and spend seven or ten days easily and drive up and down up and down the state of California and catch games pretty much every night. We've uh, got questions that have come in for Rich Sutter, and I appreciate him. You can write us the numbers on the screen, 902-518-3033. Or in the YouTube chat, he was a little worried what I was going to throw at him, but it's nothing you can't handle, and I'm not going to hook you. You know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, know that. Backdoor slider, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. but it's funny. When you talk about the WHL not wanting to play in a facility that's too small, that's why I think I can't go back into the league because I just have a long memory. I remember when Cranbrook came into the league. Remember that little crap box in Cranbrook they played in the first yeah. year there? What did it hold, 1,500? That's yeah. way smaller the than seven The old Cranbrook Memorial yes. Arena. You know, and even that rink, the one that they were playing in before they ended up moving back to Winnipeg, it's still, Wayne a, better, still, still a better facility than the Wayne Fleming rink at, U, at University of Manitoba. So, I know that's another problem. Are they ever going to get that figured out they in Manitoba, yes, right? But... It ain't happening, Rod. Nothing's happening there yet. Oh, I shouldn't go, just go by what I hear? Well, unless you, something's popped up no, in the last couple of months. They just keep, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's what I keep hearing. Well, it was suppo- talking about a new arrangement. It was supposed to happen within a year after they got there, right? And, Part of their deal. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how they've managed to skirt that. Um, I'm sure that the 
Western Hockey League cannot be very happy about it. I wouldn't think so. I just want to back up the truck for a little bit. For a, well, non-hockey, Alan Lee has written and says, uh, hey, this is for Rich when he comes on. Your cameo appearance on Amazing Race Canada was amazing. Were you on Amazing Race Canada? Well, you're damn close, Alan, because that was my twin brother, Ronnie. <laughs> I know Ronnie was—he was just happened to be coming through Lethbridge and uh, got lucky, got on camera. I don't know if lucky or unlucky, but you know, someone had asked him for uh, directions, and I don't know whether or not he gave the right directions because he hasn't been in Lethbridge for quite a while. But uh, it was kind of funny because I had friends reaching out from. Other parts of Canada, Prince Edward Island, Montreal, asking me, hey, just saw Ronnie on Amazing Race Canada. I'm going, wow, I didn't know he was even on it. I didn't know if he was actually part of it or it was just what it was, but actually I saw the flick last night somewhere. I got to go find the episode. Um, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, hello, Richie, from Medicine Hat. Hi, Christine. Yes. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton says, Happy Friday. This just in. The Elks are going to beat the Blue Bombers tonight. Are the Riders going to play this weekend? Yes, Mandy, the game has been moved back 24 hours till Sunday at 5. And I invite you to watch all of Hour 1 when the Moose was with us and uh, Danny Austin where we covered all the CFL-related topics. Now, uh, uh, questions are coming like crazy for you, Rich. Um, And I know you can answer them all, but I just non-hockey-related. You were just down in Whitefish? Yep. Yeah, so how was that? Awesome. You got a place there? Yes. So with COVID gone, travel easier, you must have been happy to Well, I was able to, to manage the travel with, with, with the work piece I had with, with, with my job. But the biggest thing is it's just so nice that things are starting to open up and you can cross borders now. And I mean, quite frankly, us being the two closest countries in the world, I, I can't understand why it was ever so locked down. But... Uh, I know that the people in Whitefish, um, lots of great people down there, especially the Whitefish people, and uh, are very happy to have the the people from Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, BC, Alberta back there. Um, probably love the Canadians a lot more than they realize, and miss yeah. them more than they realize. And I know one thing for a fact: they like them a lot more than people that are coming from other states that are trying to uh, change the landscape, so to speak, in Whitefish and. Uh, you know, quite frankly, I hope that uh, things will settle down there. The reason I bring this up is, again, non-hockey-related stuff, but are you one of these Calgary-area guys that wants to get out of Calgary because of Stampede? Because there's a lot of those. Like, I, this is my first time. 1.6 million visitors. Well, I heard, I heard that some of you guys found a way to survive. Uh, How to find that? Well, you know what I mean. Like, you, you go to bed at night. And yeah. If you're up late, at least you can take care of yourself, but... Uh, yeah, you know, honestly, I haven't, we haven't been in Stampede in a long time. Rhonda and I, we were just talking about it here not too long ago, and I think the last time we were at the Stampede was just the rodeo. So um, it was a little crazy. For yeah, me. yeah, it's just yeah. too much. You know, I'm I'm just kind of. It's great to watch it on TV, just to kind of stay away. That, from that's it. enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the reason enough. I ask on the whitefish thing, you know, Rip was up here. I can't remember his his real name, the Yellowstone character, but he was here partying didn't really have an from what i knew an official uh, role and of course kevin costner was the parade marshal so where you're down there in whitefish is that like yellowstone the show unbelievable same like, thing we, we we you know when we were locked down ron and i we watched we watched uh yellowstone and i mean it's one of those such a great 
story. I mean, a lot of it obviously you know wasn't so true, but just basically, it, there's still so many things that you relate to Montana, so like right to the Whitefish area, you know, with the ranching and the the commercialism and the, you know people trying to one up someone else and trying to get in a door in the door ahead of somebody else. Uh, Whitefish is a perfect example of what's gone on the last three, four years down there about uh, relates to a lot of things that have gone on and went on in the in the Yellowstone uh, story. So it's it's kind of a cool thing because you go down there and you go like, oh, it smokes like this is this is the same shit we're watching on, on Yellowstone. You want to know the truth? Yeah, and I met it's 1111 Mountain, by the way. The next chapter of your life is uh, is here, and it's better than any you've ever had. I'm. I met a guy and his wife from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and he goes, I'm the real-life Dan Jenkins. He's the real estate developer in the show. Oh, wow. And he goes, I drove up here with my wife 11 hours because our plane wasn't ready, and I'm kind of thinking, well, they look rich, but I don't really know. I've been around the block a few times. And then they started showing me photos of their house that has a plane runway right beside their house in Jackson Hole. And they said, that's the new, the new... Whitefish, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, so I watched the well, video. I, 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 and I wish that all the people, and I know I got some real good friends in Whitefish, that some of them are actually realtors and um, people that are Whitefish people, that they've said, we've lost Whitefish. You yeah. know, like, like we, we're so happy to have our Canadians back here because these people are coming in from Florida, Texas, New York, New York, yeah. California. They think they know Whitefish and they're kind of coming in and trying to run, the, run it over, but. Um, maybe they can all move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's it the make, new white it would make fish. a ton of people in Whitefish very happy because, uh, quite frankly, I love Whitefish. I love going there. I miss it when I'm not there, but it's at a point now, too, that um, honestly, Rod, there's people that from Whitefish that simply can't afford to live in Whitefish. Too expensive now. Um, and that that's wrong. You know, that's that's just plain wrong, and uh, but that's what it is right now, and I know the people that are trying to have success down there are actually from the area are hoping that somehow, some way that things can settle down there and some of these people can get, get their rural lives back because that stuff's going on down there is real. Yeah, and then furthermore, I was at a charity golf classic here a couple of weeks ago, and who did I run into but Dwayne Sutter, who I didn't even think would know who I was, but we were in the Western League at the same time. Yes. Gordy Bamford's? No, it no. was the um, Rocky Mountain Rotary Charity Golf Classic at Bears Paw. But Dwayne was wearing a Sutter home jacket. That's the wine? Yeah. That's not you guys, is it? Well, it's old family tree, yes. Oh, it's, it is? It's definitely family history. Uh, going back through our, our lineage of, uh, you know, John Augustus Sutter, that was a discoverer of Calif- uh, the California Gold Rush in the Sacramento area. Uh, that's basically the region where the wine is at or the wineries are at. Uh, that is all family tree. Uh, wow. When you go back through the tree, all the names are familiar. Names are still today in the family. Uh, yes, it's uh, definitely uh, kind of where our original roots come from when, uh, our na- when our family came to America. Well, Dwayne was saying that you guys' golf tournament was July 15th. In Red Deer, yeah, and I thought you might be there, but you said you're not swinging the clubs a whole lot. Right no, here. no, I had uh, complete hip re- redone here uh, not too long ago, so just trying to be really careful with it, Rod. I'm, I'm, I've got my health back to where I had it, you know, a few years ago. In the last year or two, it's been really, uh, 
bit of a, a struggle getting by, and and so just trying to do the right thing right now. Hopefully, in, a, in, a, in two or three weeks, I can start to do a little bit more. But right now, the most important thing is uh, staying on the page and doing the right stuff. Well, you look great. Yeah. And we'll get to some actual hockey questions when we come back from our viewers. Rich Sutter with us here at Great Eagle Resort and Casino. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Another gorgeous day. Happy Friday coming at you from Cowtown. A look in Bow Trail. Stampeders a bye week, but we're working our way towards Friday Night Football tonight. Edmonton Elks home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And here's what we're going to do. Viewer takeover right now for Taco Time with Rich Sutter. But I want to award our winners of our World Junior tickets right now. If Darren's paying attention and Morgan, I'm going to pick the winners this week for uh, tickets of their choice, games of their choice. Get a text in World Juniors in all caps to our text number, which you see on the screen. The winners are Bruno, Bruno Kempen from Hinton, Alberta. He watches every day and has entered almost every day. And Richard Murray from North Battleford. Guys, you're going to the World Juniors August 9th to the 20th. Wow. Yeah, in Edmonton, and it's the games of your choice. All courtesy our partners, the World Junior Hockey Championship Committee. So, hey, I, I could ask, ask you all these questions. I'm trying not to hog the time, but... The world under-18 camp's going here right now, but not the under-20s? What's going on? Uh, under-20s start in a few days, I believe, uh, <clears throat> but the 18s are in ahead of the group uh, with their workouts and inter-squad games starting tomorrow. And that does Actually, n- today at 2 p.m. It does not include Bedard. He's not with the under-18s, right? He's with the big boys, I believe. He's with the big dogs. Yeah, yeah. which he should be. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the right place for him, and he'll probably dominate at that level too. Of so. course, yeah, uh, he's the real deal. You saw him in the bubble, right? I mean, you just got into Calgary what last night? Uh, no, I came up. I was going to come last night, but it came up early this morning. Oh, so, you know, getting back to to the World Juniors, I'm I was disappointed to hear this morning that Shane Wright was not is not going to be joining the World Juniors. Um, I guess they all have a choice and listening to their team or not. Do they just the Kraken's choice? I, you know, that's a good question. I would think that there was probably some input there. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, this kid's 18 years old playing in an under 20 tournament. Um, you'd think you'd want to play against the best competition or at least the next best competition in the world to help get you ready. I don't think anything's going to help get you more ready than playing games and playing against. Uh, people that still really are your your talent and and uh, and uh, age level skill level uh get you ready for training camp and the season that you're thinking where you think you might play which is going to be a much bigger step than you know most people would think but uh see where it goes well at least i mean there's, it's gonna be interesting yeah. rob because we don't know i mean i haven't heard a lot about who who Who's not going to really come? I mean, I'm sure that hockey Canada—they're going to have to know right away. I'm yeah. sure. I'm, 
you know, especially the Canadian group that who, I mean, other than Shane Wright, I haven't really heard about who is not going to be joining this group. Uh, I've heard a few, but yeah, there's but, one guy I will be watching, and he'll be wearing number 98. Yeah. Connor Bedard. By the way, while we're at it, we did award our winners, Bruno Kempen and Richard Murray, but for the rest of you, gear up, Alberta. The World Juniors are back in Edmonton this summer, August 9th to the 20th. Tickets are on sale now at HockeyCanada.ca, starting for as low as $40. We'll see you there at Rogers Place. We will be broadcasting live from there. And I hear it all the time. <clears throat> okay, obligatory Flames question, then we'll move on to the viewers here. They are saying they should tank the Flames, get rid of everybody, to try and get Bedard. Every team that's mediocre to terrible is saying let's try and get Bedard. You can't do that. You can't. Because of a lottery. No, you're right. All you're doing is improving your chances, correct? Yeah. Uh, but There's no guarantee. You know, when, you, when you've got a good team and a good organization and still a good stable of players, real good coaching staff, uh, the, the best thing that the Flames can really do is quickly turn the page. Uh, yeah, and and get moving forward with everything. Um, yeah, internally there's got to be huge disappointment. Um, I'm bewildered by what Matthew's thinking, but you know, because Brady seems to love Canada. Uh, yeah, your mom's Canadian. Uh, you got to wonder if Keith's probably telling the kids, "How much money do you need to really be happy after fifty or sixty million? What the hell's the difference? <laughs> uh, is it about giving your, yourself or your organization the best chance?" Pa- best chance possible to win a cup uh is it going somewhere else is going to give you a better chance uh, i don't believe so um so you got to wonder where this is at or what the mindset is or mind the thought process is but at the end of the day it's happened it's become a reality they've got to move on and they're they're good enough smart enough and uh why you know put themselves in position to get themselves moving forward that's got to be the thought process, and I'm sure it is. And the better, better you do it, the quicker you do it, the better off your whole group's going to be collectively. Well, I'm trying to avoid as much as I can the scuttlebutt talk in Calgary of this. It's very hard to avoid, you know. And supposedly, Matthew Kachuk has given the Flames a list of teams that he would be willing to go to, and it includes Florida, Vegas, St. Louis. Nashville. Nashville. And then I, we hear that that's not the actual list. So well, who know. knows? But you know what? If it's other than the St. Louis, what's the common denominator in all those other teams? America, Sunbelt? Well, taxes. Um, I didn't know, how much Dallas money on. do you need? Well, Dallas is on. Dallas, how much money yeah. do you need? But at the end of the day, I don't know if that's true or not, but at the end of the day, uh, those teams have proven they're not any closer to winning a cup than the Flames are, you know, at yeah. the end of the day. So it is what it is. And the biggest thing is, like I said, the Flames' the quickest thing to do is to move on from as quick as possible. Hopefully get a couple of top-end guys in here. Uh, hopefully add a pick in there because you look at it, Brady Kachuk, you can argue the fact that he was in the top 5, 10 uh, hockey players in the NHL this year. Uh, coming off an outstanding season, much like number 13 did. And, and I will throw in the fact that, yeah, those two guys had their best seasons. Uh Yes, had to do a lot with playing with good players. I think it also had a lot to do with really good coaching. Of course. Um, so these guys have moved on, but at the end of the day, you know, they've got to um, they just got to get some guys in here that get them, you know, hopefully a couple top end forwards. I mean, and, and I think in a real 
we talked about this morning with, with Luke, uh, the biggest thing is, you, wouldn't it be, you know, if you could get, not saying it would happen, because who knows if St. Louis is even really, really going to be in this. But like a Cairo, a Neighbors, and a pick, you know, because the first-round pick is only going to be 20, 25, fifth overall anyways, right, the way St. Louis is. But if you, you got to get some guys in here that can help your team immediately. Um, because if not, you know, then you're waiting two or three years. And the people that. that are running this organization right now, that are involved in the organization, if you're waiting two or three years, you know, the, time, the clock's on you, is running on you as well. So uh, they're in a tough spot. They'll get it figured out, though. At Super Bowl, Jared Stoll sat in that chair, and he said Daryl Sutter is either going to make or break Johnny Goodrow. And Jared said, he, he goes, he made me, right? <clears throat> I think we know the answer to that. He made him. Made him an all-star, 115 <laughs> points. And I'll just say this. I mean, he's your brother, so you're probably talking to him about it. But it just seemed Johnny leaving just floored this organization. For sure. And to, look, everyone's talking about why did he leave it to the last to the 11th hour. You know, I think you got to take his word for it, uh, how he came out the other day in, in the uh, Athletic with his article. Um, I mean, you don't. You have no other choice, right, Rod? You, you, you. It doesn't matter what you read or don't read, or what he said or didn't said or didn't say. You move on. And like I said, the teams that have success, that continue to be good, learn to move on quickly, turn the page, and don't need to think they didn't have a plan B here. I mean, they had to know full well. Look, you know, where's Johnny really at? Because when he's not telling you, and you're getting down to the eleventh hour. Plan B was in. Plan B had to have been spoken about and somehow put in place long, long, long before the eleventh hour. Two more fun stuff. <clears throat> Is it Randy in Winnipeg wants to know what you think of the hiring of Rick Bonus by the Jets? Well, you know, I, I, I Rick kind of made fun of the fact that he was the second choice, right? Um, and I don't know if that was to take the. The pressure off a few people around there, but or not. But at the end of the day, uh, Rick Bonus is a great human being uh, to start with, and I think that's that's a good place to start about you know his relationships and how he's able to relate to players, uh, to be able to get inside players' heads and to deal with them because you know a lot of you're dealing with a lot of different egos and personalities on a team, right? Especially the way today's game is with these guys. So. Uh, Rick seems to be that kind of guy. Um, he's honest. He's straightforward. He cares about people. There's a lot of wisdom and experience there, and I think this team needs that. Uh, I, I, I like what Chevy's done to this point, even though, look, there's pressure on him to do some other things there, obviously. Uh, but I wish him, uh, those guys, nothing but the best, him and Mark Chipman and the whole group there, great, great people. And, yeah, I want to see the Winnipeg Jets do very well, but there's work to do there for sure. I think it was tough for anybody going in there not named Barry Trot. Well, and, but where did that come from, Rod? Where did it start? Was it the media? Was it... Um, probably. Probably, because that kind of starts, you know, where the pot starts to stir and, and, and things start to get pushed and, and, you know, the pressure for them, for, for the group to hire a guy like Barry... Um, I'm sure he was at the top of the list. He was probably at the top of a lot of people's lists, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, um, he chose to probably do the right thing from a family sta- stance, uh, sta- uh, 
family viewpoint. So uh, does that make Rick the second choice? I guess people may say that, but um, you still don't hold back the fact that he's a heck of a coach. That stuff happens all the time. Yep. Um, to me, uh, sorry, to more fun stuff. And uh, by the way, Neil McAvoy coming up in our next segment, the co-GM of the BC Lions in about five minutes' time. There's a note cue to Neil and to the viewers. Who Marcus Sales of the BC Lions says is the best team in the CFL? We'll ask Neil about that. But my cousin in Medicine Hat, Christine in Medicine Hat. Do you, does she get like? Does she got an end to get on here? Like she's my cousin. And yeah. she will tell you I'm her favorite cousin, and I'm sure she's right. But, I mean, you get, you, does she get in ahead she of the other a lot people? Of questions. You just kind of scroll down and find her, and then <laughs> she is here or what? She wants to know, yeah, membership has its privileges. Yeah, I guess You've heard does. of American Express? Yeah. Um, did the Sutters have an outdoor rink growing up? Oh. ODR is the kids call Oh, them. come on. I, I will let you answer. Of course we did. We had an outdoor rink in the wintertime, and we had an indoor rink in the summertime. You what know you call them, a dugout? No, just a slough, a pond. Uh, whatever, yeah. And we had uh, the hail off in the summertime. We would not let Dad uh, force us to stack bell- bells and fill the hail off up in the summertime. And those bells didn't get put in until after school started because we needed the hail off to play, I guess, our version of road hockey for basically April, May, June, July. Yeah, we August. The, the exact same thing. But <laughs> Daryl said with seven brothers... I don't know what documentary it was in. He goes, all we had to do is round up some sucker from town, and we had four on four. Right? We've had that a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had those three-by-three three holes, what, every 10 feet, and the hayloft that was just covered with a piece of plywood, and that's where you threw the bells down to feed the cattle in the wintertime. But we, watch we, out for we, those. We've all, we all went through those holes a few times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, B.W. from Edmonton says, I really enjoyed when the Sutter Club was operating in downtown Red Deer in the 90s, the golf simulator. It was a template for all modern sports bars. That place was ahead of its time. It was. Uh, it was a lot of work by the guys up there to keep that running for it to do well. Um, had some great events there, hosted a lot of great things. Uh, I thought we thought it was a great supper club, dinner club, uh, but those things back then were hard to run. Um, try and keep honest people working with you and you know, stuff going out the back door that you didn't didn't know about. So that, that, that made it hard to run a business like that. But uh, it kind of ran its course too. Um, How long was it open? I'm not even sure. You'd have to ask Brian and Brent that one. But uh, it was open a few years, and and it did pretty good for itself. Had a good had a good reputation, good name for itself. Wow. I'll tell you, folks. If you were never there, if I was to design a sports bar, which incidentally I've done, that's exactly how I would want it to look. And you guys had that team room because we would go in there with the Pats. I think yes, you met, yes, met us a couple yeah, times. Yes, those there were beyond life-size banners of each Sutter brother in the NHL in that room. Yeah, I wonder right? where all that stuff ever got to. Brian, I wonder where. <laughs> where is it? Because it's not in his house. I've been in his oh, house. Oh, I don't know where he'd have it, but he probably gave it away to someone. Or sold it? Would and he then, sell it? Then begging, he sell it. begging for it back now. Brent might sell it. No, Brent would not do that. <laughs> no, he's the businessman out of the Brent family. would not do that. <laughs> I got you. And what, 10, 15 years it was open? What? Not only was maybe 10. It was all oak and brass. and It was a great old building. Yeah. Yeah. The Sutter Club in Red Deer. 
couple of minutes left, two of them. What's the rest of your um, weekend looking like? Well, I got my beautiful wife coming home today, picking her up at the airport in Calgary, and uh, she's been out actually with with some of the sister-in-laws, uh, with mom and Victoria on a little holiday. Took mom out. Uh, great to get her away um, and spend some time with her. So, sounds like they've had a great time. The weather was great in Victoria, so you know, pretty quiet. Our daughter Kendra's birthday on Sunday. She's on her way back from Whitefish that day. So everybody's here. Trying to convince Luke to come down from uh, from from uh, from the World Camp here to have a barbecue and and, and see his nieces and nephews and uh, spend the day. But we'll see. But other than that, pretty quiet. You know, sounds awesome. Yeah, Richie, thanks for coming down. You bet. Thanks, the thanks, Eagle. Rod. We've got uh, Neil McAvoy, co-GM of the BC Lions, coming in next on what's going to be now a Football Friday, live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Gorgeous day in Cowtown as uh, we roll on with a football Friday here from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. As we switch back around to football, the BC Lions were tested but hung on for a 17-12 victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats on Thursday night football. Quarterback Nathan Rourke threw for 250 yards with two touchdowns for the Lions. And that moves the Lions into a tie with the idol Calgary Stampeders for second in the CFL West. I'm so happy to welcome to the program the co-GM of the Lions, Neil McAvoy, uh, less than 24 hours after the game. And Neil, uh, congratulations on the victory. I saw your quarterback say after the game, the defense won this one for us tonight. I could have been better. Do you agree with Nathan's assessment of uh, what went down last night? Yeah, I mean, uh, Nathan's still a young quarterback. We're still a young football team. At the end of the day, it's the W's that count. And, um, you know, if if we thought that we were going to go out and beat teams by 50 points like we did the first two weeks, we were kidding ourselves. So we we knew that wasn't going to happen. Hamilton, regardless of their record, is a good football team. They play hard, they play tough, and they came in and they tested us. And you know what? Good teams uh, make make those wins, and you know what? Uh, we're we're trying to strive to be a good team like the Calgarys and the Winnipegs, and they 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 you know they grind out wins like that, and so we were happy that we were able to grind out a win like that too. Well, I'm sure you talked a lot with Rick Campbell after the game, the other co-GM, and he said a very interesting thing. He said, "If you can learn and still win, what a great bonus it is." Because I'm thinking Ottawa's learning some really tough lessons over in Ottawa. Do you feel? Well, obviously you guys are still learning, but. Um, it is better than losing and learning, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're, we're again, we are still a young football team that is trying to find our way, and the fact that we're able to put uh, Ws on the board is all great. And, you know, if I, I would have lied, uh, I would lie to you if I say I'm not, I would have been disappointed if we lost. But you know what? Uh, the fact that we're still young and we're still continuing to win, that's a good, uh, you know, a good start for us. And uh, we're going to take the W and move forward and uh, play the next, uh, the next team on the schedule. But, Neil, Marcus Sales says you're the best team in the league. You're 4-1. Come on. Still young? Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> best team in the league? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know what? We, we, we were pretty good until the Winnipeg Blue Bombers came to town, and they uh, taught us a lesson. And that's, you know what? Young teams need to be learned lessons. And um, 
yeah, uh, again, we're we're just uh, trying to work and, and get this get this roll ball rolling. And so far, four and one, we'll take it. We're happy with it, and we're excited about the the young team that we have. Well, I uh, I tease you, of course, but with your buys early on this season, uh, positive or negative? With that, it looks all positive to me, but I'm sure. Well, how would you address yeah. that? You know what? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm a positive guy, so I'm going to say positive. But you know what? Momentum obviously is the thing. But we had some injuries coming out of training camp, so you know, we we took care of business week one against Edmonton. And so, uh, you know, the beginning of the year, I always say it's tough for young guys to find places to live and and to do all the stuff for you know becoming a professional athlete. So I think that buy helped us off field a little bit, maybe not on field. And then um, the buy against uh, last week. Uh, gave us the chance to get guys like Lucky Whitehead up to speed 100% because he was, you know, maybe only playing at 70 or 80%. So, um, you know what, I'm going to say the buys have been good. I would have maybe have liked to have one buy, not two, but hey, that's the schedule we're given and we're going to just play with it and move on. Well, talk to me, if you don't mind, about Lucky Whitehead, a guy that we've had on this program and I've been familiar with him because I'm a, my team's the Dallas Cowboys, where Lucky uh, made his there name go. there. Just last yeah. night, you couldn't take your eyes off the guy. Like, I got to put Lucky in top five, maybe top three players in the CFL. Um, I mean, when you, when you saw he was available to sign, you, your eyes must have popped out. What a player this guy is. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, to be quite honest, I, I knew Lucky from um, on-field, like the stuff that he did when he was a bomber and obviously a cowboy. And stuff, you know, speed. In, in professional football, speed kills, and, and Lucky Whitehead has speed. But what's so great about a guy like Lucky is his off-field um, greatness, I guess. He's such a an amazing individual off the field. Talks to all the fans. He's he's great on social media, and he just he has he has a million dollar smile. And so he is an amazing football player. But off the field, he also adds all of that. And you know what? That's something that our football team needed. And um, I'm just so happy that uh, we're have you know have a guy like him that's able to contribute on and off the field in such a good way. Well, he's easy to cheer for, and, uh, you know, tough times will make you or break you. Lucky's had a lot in his life, and I think it's made him into a tremendous young man. Are the fans in the lower mainland starting to gravitate with your guys? Rourke, obviously, but are they identifying with this team now? You know what? I, I, I go to all these stadiums in the league, and I know guys like you only stay in the third level in the, in the executive area. I walk yeah. the concourse, and I tell you what, if you walk the concourse at BC Place, you would be excited about all the fans that have jerseys, Nathan Rourke jerseys, Whitehead jerseys, G. Roy Simon jerseys. Just, it, it's, it's, we're a young group. We're a young fan base. I know everyone says, oh, the CFL old. Well, I, I tell you what, come to BC Place and walk the concourse, and you tell me who, who's old. It's not. It's a young group of people that have fun at BC Lion Games. The fact that we're able to play exciting football adds to all that. And so... You know what? We're building this football team. We're building the brand, and uh, we're an exciting football team, and people are going to come out and watch us. Well, uh, sounds like an invitation to me that I'd like to take you up on, Neil, but you are a BC kid, right? And I understand what you're saying. Those crowds are getting bigger. It was 16,000 and change last night. They were very loud. Maybe it's because the roof was closed. I don't know. Do you think that was why it was so loud in there? The roof being closed? No, it was. Do you know what? It's an intense. I had a bunch of people that came last night from. I have some friends over from Asia. This was their first game, and they could not believe the excitement in the atmosphere. The atmosphere once you get to the game. There's a DJ playing there. There's there's people screaming. It is from start to finish. And again, 
the fact that we have an excitable young football team moving the ball up and down the field adds to all the excitement at BC Play Stadium. Our group does a great job putting on a show, and uh, it only works if the football team cooperates and puts on a show as well, which we have been doing and will continue to do so. Well, I saw comments from fans, friends of mine that were at the game, saying it was a sweat factory last night. Are you going to get a break on your rent because the roof wasn't opening, uh, was, wasn't working? To hey, open you know what? Did you we talk to him a, about we took, that? We took, a, we took a page out of the Wally Buono uh, book, closed the roof, shut it down, make it a sweat box so the team by the third quarter is ready to give in. And guess what? It worked in our favor last night. I wish the – you know what? Yeah, so, it was hot in there. I'll give you that. I wish it was open because it was a little sweaty. But at the end of the day – a win's a win. No one cares about being sweaty now that the fact you put a W on the <laughs> And these were Lions fans, by the way. They certainly weren't complaining or anything. But I, I guess now you said before there was retractable roof, there was some hot nights in there, right? Back in the day, oh. it was probably no worse than any you've had back in the 90s. Correct. Yeah, it was very, very hot on that turf and everything else. And, you know, back in the old days, that's what, that was a competitive advantage. You would come in. Um, thinking, hey, you know, we're going to be great. But when you wanted, you playing into a sauna, our guys are used to it and all the other teams weren't. And it was tough for teams to come in. And that was an example of what it was like in the 90s and early 2000s before uh, we got this beautiful retractable roof. But when it works, it's awesome. When it doesn't work, hey, it's a sweat box. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> just, like, just like the cauldron uh, arm at the Olympics. Same building. That wouldn't go up. Remember? Exactly. Hey, just la- exactly. just lastly, Neil, um, I've we've watched you build this team. I sensed a vibe going the past, past couple of years back with the Lions, and now it's here. You are 4-1. You know you haven't won anything yet, but it must feel good. And I'll say what's next for this BC Lions football team in the short term and long term, do you think? You know what? It feels good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're 4-1, and one, not 1-4, yeah. and four, or whatever our record could be. So, um, uh What's next is just to keep on fighting and keep on striving to be like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and like the Calgary Stampeders, consistent winners. When you play in the West Division, you got to be consistent or you just get left behind. And we're striving to build a young team and striving to be like those teams. We're, we're almost there. We're not there yet, but we're going to get there. We're going to keep on building. We're going to get better. Very fun to watch and uh, keep it rolling. Neil, thanks for the time today. Have a great weekend. Good luck. Thank you, too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it having me on. BC Lions co-GM Neil McAvoy. We knew they were going to do a great job out there, and they have. Very exciting team they got going with the Lions. The Moose will rejoin us for the viewer takeover next and overtime. You're watching live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television. It's available all across BC and Alberta on Channel 924, Telus Optic TV. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. How about this? Wrapping up our 16th week of residency in Calgary, Alberta. We got one more week to go. Week 17 will begin on Monday, but what a wonderful week it's been. What a wonderful show it's been as we welcome in the Moose 
Darren Moose Dupont, and I got to be honest, you've been around uh, Rich Sutter enough that you would get the vibe on this, Darren, where he pointed to the screen where there's the cartoon of you going like this with a sign. He's like, where's that guy? Where's that guy? Because he wanted to know. Where... <laughs> Mark Stevens said the same thing yesterday. Where's, where's the crew? Where's Moose? So, uh, anyways, we'll have to get. Well, I guess maybe we'll see it with the World Juniors or not, but. Um... I've done a lot of talking today. What have you been doing for the last hour and a half? Uh, I've been playing around and interacting with some of our, our viewers and fans on, on social. Um, a lot of talk already about uh, the NFL Dark Horse. Way back from the opening, I got those clips up on our on our Twitter and uh, Instagram feeds, and they're already starting to go off. So uh, that'll be a, a big topic of debate uh, on our channels over the weekend. Well, speaking of residencies... If, if you saw that interview with Neil McAvoy just now, how many times did he say, you got to come out and see this. You got to come out and walk the concourse. You got to, I don't know how much Neil's been watching. I, yeah, I sit in the crowd. I'm just trying to think at a lot of games, not all the games, mm-hmm. but a week in BC wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Tell me about it. It'd be outstanding. And so, you know, that would be great. We'd love to take them up on that invitation to go out to BC and do a game from there. And I want to see uh, WestJet in person throwing the football. Yeah. So that would be fun. So do I. I. That's a really good point. I do want to see Nathan work play in person and going out there would be cool. And uh, <clears throat> by the way, I don't know. To the viewers that are watching in Alberta, would not surprise them. And, and you know, I say I've you know, went to college here, but it was a different time. I was 17 and 18 years old. I had my head up my ass. I'd like to think I don't now. Um, the talk of hockey, it's just, well, it's, it's not exhausting because I know now how to get away from it, but it is just insane. Like, as soon as free agency is over, Darren, that's when the NHL is supposed to go away. Like Clark was saying, trying to get a hold of the insiders right now is nearly impossible. They're all at the cottage. They're all off. They're all this. Yeah. But like Danny said, this when Danny was here, this Kachuk stuff's pushed him into action. He's supposed to be writing about the Stampeders, but it's all anybody wants to talk about. And even going into this weekend, I almost fear for my life because all it, it's going to be people refreshing Twitter on where is Kachuk getting traded? Where is he getting traded? Where is he getting traded? Uh, not a bad thing for hockey in Alberta, but not a good thing for any other sports in this province or any other sport in this country. No, and it's great for the rumor sites. It's great for those people that, you know, do that for a living because, you know, you'll wake up in the morning and you want to check your, you know, what are the rumors? What's possible? And you're just looking for any sliver of hope, right? When you think of Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas and a draft pick potentially coming back from St. Louis, you want to sit there and be like, okay, can I be happy with that? What, what would we get from this team or that team? And would I like that? And you just want to know, that there's some good opportunities out there. And then you wait and see, you know, what it, uh, but it, but it would fill your entire day. And that's time you're not spent thinking about other organizations. Well, and that's the point. I don't mind saying, well, I haven't spent as much time talking about it this week as I normally do, <clears throat> but now my email inbox and my notifications are going off with the Dallas Cowboys 2019 draft classes. Contracts are expiring. Who should be signed? Who should be not? Blah, 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 blah. Like it's all now moving towards the NFL. And when I was working in the CFL, as we get closer to the season, right? And you just talked about the NHL discussion. And when I was working in the CFL, I was just writing those types of articles for the Rough Riders and the CFL 
for a time, right, for the league's official website and the Riders' website. But then it was, leave us alone. It's the offseason. Leave us, leave us alone was a very yeah. clear message that I remember getting. And I'm like, you don't understand, you guys. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't have an offseason. And it's, oh, do you work 24-7, 365? Well, yes, but you're in this business to sell the game, the league, or you're not going to have a league. And I guess it'll be interesting to see what the attendance is tonight in Edmonton, Sunday in Saskatchewan, and for the rest of the year across the CFL because they're just getting trampled on by the other mainstream sports, which at one time the CFL was in that crew. The ratings, the stats, the attendance reflected that. And now it's not. And to be honest, I attribute that to the breakdown in coverage and nothing else. Yeah, I would be, I'd be slightly worried. You know, you're just coming out of the NFL's lull, right? The NFL's still back in the starting blocks for their season. They just took a month off. You know, this is their chance to get away and everybody gets some time off. And now it's like, did you guys take advantage because of that head start? Because we're about to sound the gun and we're going to take off now. And it's going to start next week. And then it's going to be full steam ahead. And you're going to wonder, you know, it's kind of the tortoise in the hair, right? What have you been doing with your head start? I know. And, and by the way, again, in this hockey mad province, just say the name, the two words, Connor Bedard, and people start losing their minds. And once they clue into the fact that you can watch Connor Bedard and Team Canada at the World Juniors in Edmonton next month, they'll be selling tickets like hotcakes there. They're selling pretty well now, which reminds me to our staff, I've picked the winners. If somebody can contact them, I've mentioned it on the air. Bruno, Bruno Kempen of Hinton, Alberta, and Richard Murray of North Battleford, Sask. When somebody's entering that contest every single day, you know they really want to go. And the punishment for winning the contest but not utilizing the tickets is being tracked down, hunted, and flogged at center ice in the first intermission of the first round-robin game. We will beat you (laughs) if you get tickets and then don't use them because these are highly valuable. But it sounds like with our winners, they are going to uh, use them. Moose, anything else? Any parting shots in the 30 seconds or less that we have? No, have a great weekend. You cannot control what your favorite sports teams do, so don't spend your whole weekend worrying about it. Put your feet up and enjoy. Absolutely. See you noon Monday Eastern right here at Gray Eagle on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.